G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, if you're a regular listener to 2020, you'll know that over recent times we've talked about what is called cultural Marxism. And sometimes we talk about the fall of the Berlin Wall, the fall of the Iron Curtain, and there's this perception that Marxism is dead. Well, not the case because what might be held back economically, there is still this other dimension of Marxism, which has become known as cultural Marxism. And while we've talked a fair bit about the philosophy and understanding what cultural Marxism is and how it's becoming something of a prevailing ideology that seems to mark the left-leaning side of politics in Australia... It's good to be able to get to a point where we can start to talk about some of the identities in Australia who do appear to be pushing this level of ideology. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch back with us again today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back with you. Well, Bill, you've begun to think very carefully about how this is all applying in our Australian political landscape, and you're prepared to name a name or two who are pushing this ideology, cultural Marxism. Well, absolutely, and there's plenty of names that we could uh, run with here. No problems there. So I suppose, if anything, you could say who's leading the charge at the moment, and uh, Again, plenty of worthy candidates, but uh, here in uh, Victoria, I must say our own premier is really uh, putting a, a good run in for all this. Um, Dan Andrews of the Labour Party has been doing one, uh, you know, radical socialist left, secular left uh, activity after another, and it just seems to get worse by the day. He's probably among our most radicalized socialist premier, and uh, especially when it comes to Christian values and a war on our children and our families, he seems to be head and shoulders uh, leading the pack in terms of uh, who can cause the most damage and who can engage in the most anti-Christian bigotry. Well, Bill, I suspect if you asked Premier Daniel Andrews if he was a cultural Marxist, that he probably would deny that. Uh, would that be the way that your perception might be? Oh, sure. Uh, in fact, he'll even tell you he's a Catholic, uh, you know, a very nominal one at that. Uh, as we may uh, note in a moment, uh, you know, he's one of the leaders in the Safe Schools program, and he's uh, making it mandatory for every Victorian come next year. But it's interesting that he sends his own children to a Catholic school so they don't have to face the music when it comes to the radical uh, safe schools program. So, yeah, all these guys will deny they're this or that. They'll just say they're being a good politician, thinking what's best for the country. But many of these guys have been steeped in radical political left thought for years, whether through the union movement, where, of course, many of these labor politicians come from or through other means radicalized in the universities 
So there's no question by what they do and what they say, they are uh, what we call cultural Marxists. They certainly are pushing the Marxist agenda, which is a war on faith, freedom, and family. And uh, they're happy to use the strong arm of the law, and in this case, Victorian legislation, to implement their very radical agenda. Let's talk about some of those things that are on the agenda. If you're calling Daniel Andrews Australia's most diabolical cultural Marxist, uh, what are the things that are on his agenda that mark him as winning that title? Sure. Well, if you have a half hour, we can run through them. We better have the in the nutshell version. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, I've got plenty of articles on my website devoted just to him. I mean, there's so many examples we could uh, give. Uh, you know, everything from his war against um, uh, Christmas carols. He's uh, had them banned in Victoria, at least in public uh, venues. He doesn't like that at all. You know, he's obviously pro-Islam, as all the left is. But he doesn't like uh, Christianity very much. As I said, the Safe Schools program, he wants it to be mandatory. The pro-abortion legislation here in Victoria, there's just one thing after another. The um, radical vilification laws we have in place, just on and on it goes. He's very supportive of all these things and is already talking about even more, um, uh, taking away any religious exemptions to our churches and church groups when it comes to things like discrimination legislation, falsely so-called. That is, Christians wanting to have Christian workers, say, in the secondary role in a Christian school or Christian business. They will not be allowed to do that. These are just one thing after another that he keeps pushing. And the latest has been pushing for primary schools to have another round of pro-homosexual, pro-transgender education being forced on every child in the school system. So it's quite scary what he's up to, and it seems to get worse by the day. Well, Bill, he is a legitimately elected leader in the state of Victoria, and uh, you've got to say uh, mm. that the people of Victoria have voted in this man. Did, do you think that they knew what they were getting before they cast their votes last election? Mm, well, that's a good question. Certainly I and others tried to warn as loudly and soundly as we could to say if you get Dan Andrews and the Labor government, you're getting a very strong package of anti-Christian bigotry, persecution will increase, our freedoms will decrease. So certainly I was alerting people, but sadly uh, uh, a small majority of Victorians decided to go with him for some odd reason, and now we are stuck for at least another two years. Well, there's one piece of legislation that is being debated at the moment in the South Australian Parliament. Mm. It's all about voluntary euthanasia, and yes. uh, there has been some suggestion that, well, it might be being debated at present in South Australia. When it gets to Victoria, that might be a different kettle of fish the way people in the Victorian Parliament respond to it. What are your concerns about the possibilities of voluntary euthanasia in the future if you've got Daniel Andrews as Premier leading that Labor government? Yeah, so no question whatsoever. He'll be at the forefront of pushing this. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised that he already has private members' bills or what have you in the ready just to go, probably waiting to see how things pan out in South Australia. So uh, there's you know zero question that he will be fully in favor of this, just like all the other radical items on the agenda of the left. And uh, it'll be yet another fight we'll have to... Uh, 
uh, you know, get involved in. In fact, I'm just now finishing uh, my next book, which is actually on euthanasia. So I guess in that sense, it's good timing because uh, it'll come in handy both in South Australia, but right around the country. While we're talking Victoria for a moment, Bill, uh, there are those criticisms of Daniel Andrews and the Labor government, but I've heard people making criticisms of the Victorian opposition saying Mm. they're not a whole lot different to what Daniel (laughs) Andrews' government is. Uh, Somehow or other, there must be Mm. some room for a Mm. opposition which has some level of contrast. Yes, look, you're absolutely right on that one. It's been a real problem in many Australian states, that we've had a very weak opposition. Oftentimes, the Libs have been almost a mirror image of Labour, you know, on many of these key issues like, say, homosexuality, abortion, some of the key moral issues of the day. Sadly, a lot of our uh, coalition leaders and many of the members have been also fairly left on these kind of matters. So that, that makes it tough. When you've got an obvious left-wing government, you need a, a opposition that kind of sets itself apart and has some differing points of view, especially on some of these key areas. But sadly, uh, many times our uh, Liberal Party leaders are not all that different on some of the cultural and moral issues of the day. So that makes it hard. It makes it hard for the voter, <clears throat> which is why, of course, many are now running with uh, those outside of the two-party system, why people like Pauline Hansen, for good or ill, are getting such a good run and may pick up even better results in the Queensland election. So uh, you can see the frustration that's going on. A lot of people are saying, come on, give us some real parties with real contrasts or we'll turn elsewhere. Uh, the other question and the other dimension that's important here is what are church leaders saying in mm-hmm. Victoria? And uh, I imagine that there would be some church leaders in Victoria who'd be quite outspoken, but I mm-hmm. wonder whether there's not a, a a combined united voice which is mm-hmm. saying, hang on, this far is too far and we need to change direction here and giving some advice to the government by the way that Christian leaders often can. Mm-hmm. Well, you've just asked two million dollar questions in a row. Neil, well done. You're spot on the money. (laughs) We not only suffer from a lack of political opposition, but sadly, while there's obviously a few exceptions, uh, most of the churches are simply not speaking out whatsoever on any of the key issues here in Victoria, whether it is the abortion issue, homosexual marriage, in this case with the transgender push to even primary school students, um, you say, where's the churches? Why aren't the Christian leaders here in Victoria speaking out? Now, there's a few that are, but uh, they seem to be the exception to the rule. So that, along with the poor political opposition, is really why we keep losing uh, the groups that should know better and should be doing something, the so-called conservative political parties, and certainly the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, they should both be at the forefront of standing up for key things like the sanctity of human life, uh, God's uh, institution of marriage and family. But sadly, they're conspicuous by their silence. 
Well, Bill, I'll point people to this article we're talking about, one of your blog articles that people can access when they Google Culture Watch or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. It's entitled Australia's Leading Cultural Marxist and worthy of a read. Bill Muhlenberg, good to hear your thoughts and your heartbeat on this issue and thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.